the last person who needs any more chocolate, bro, is you, yeah? You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, can you hear who's laughing? He's, he's giving it the big one. Everybody gives it the big one. Yalla, come on, Shaz. Oh, sugar. Oh, astaghfirullah. <laughs> I was going to find it thinking, you know, I mean, at least they haven't seen it on the camera. Taib, bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So you've obviously seen the reason for the big smiles. Bismillah, masha'Allah. Allahu Akbar. Huh? We're going to find out. I still haven't found any. Huh? What? Huh? Throw it. Listen. Did I, did I see Sierra? How you doing, Sierra? Yeah, it's Sierra. So, Sierra has brought this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her and reward her. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. For this uh, gift to me. And, um, listen. If we're going to do the whole, you know, giving out kind of thing, then you have to do it according to the giving out rules. Yes, the giving out rules is that what each stick is by half. Yeah. So one bar between four people. For the sisters, yani according to the Quranic system, half of that. <laughs> yes. So one bar between four. So one. No, no. Yeah, no, no. Wait. One, one thing. What's the bar called? Stick. One stick between four, so one bar between eight. We don't like mess around with the Quran, you know, because you know it's a deen, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, I like this. I like this yani, position. As you know, everything in this dabs is gonna be uh, coloured or 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 coloured is such a politically incorrect word, man. You know that. Every time I say it now, like oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. Coloured. Everything now is, uh, everything in his dars is going to be super affected, of course, by the last three, four days, yeah? Three, four days of complete madness. Yeah, and we were living in the clouds for the last three, four days. Because of, of course, uh, Sheikh Abdul Rashid, uh, Sheikh Ali Sufi was with us for the last, uh, this week. And it's been an unbelievable time. Anyone who's been in Chizil, of course, has been, mashallah, living the life. But alhamdulillah, I've got so much to, to, to speak about. And the reason that, uh, uh, you see, that's the difference between you, yani, ungrateful Pakis and Auntie Shakila. you see? A woman, muhtarama, person who's looking for the best. She doesn't have no, nothing, you see? When you have age and experience on your side, these are the kind of things. Enjoy it, Sheikh, she says. Enjoy it. She's not th thinking about herself. Or oh, am I going to get the chocolate? Or am I going to get half a bar? Or a quarter, quarter of a bar? She says, enjoy it, Sheikh. Fajizakumullahu khair, Auntie Shakila. Anyway, so, and uh, there are so many things that I, uh, uh, I want to speak about, which is very, very important for you guys, I mean, all right? Uh, because it wasn't that a celebrity was in town. It wasn't that a reciter was in town. It was one of the most senior scholars that we have in the world who was in town, Right? And you know, the, the, the bigger that you are in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the more that we have to be switched on at a different level. Us, I mean. Okay? And that's when you start to see the quality of the people. So what I mean by that is that I cannot, 
and I, I, this is it's important for you to understand, I cannot see myself like I see you people. Allah is going to punish me more than Allah will punish you lot. Allah will reward me more as well than He will reward you lot. That's, I, I operate on that basis. And every Muslim has to operate on that basis. You cannot compare yourself to other people. I wrote something about this on Facebook earlier on. Uh, mediocrity and uh, is, is a word which kind of is scary because it, it feels like very negative. Um, but it's become normal. So that's, that's the problem. Like if I had swapped, if I said it's unacceptable for a Muslim to live a life of mediocrity, if I had written it's unacceptable for Muslims to live a, a life of normality, people would be saying, well, what do you expect us to do? Yeah, and that's our own levels and so on and so forth. Normality is mediocrity. We have to understand that. That normality, a base level of practice, is the actual definition of mediocrity. And the Muslim can't live like that because the Prophet ﷺ said that when you do something and he made this generic, then make sure you do it properly. And that's the concept of itqan, of perfecting, of giving full effort, of making sure that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you of ability, that you account for it. Because if you don't use that ability, then Allah will then Make sure that all of that which you didn't use, you'll be accounted for. And so when you say to yourself, I can't wake up or I can't read this or I can't yani pray or I can't memorize this. The problem is, is that you're saying that to the one who knows exactly what you can do. And if you truly can't, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a green card and it's great, great job and job done because you are disabled, you are ignorant, you are new Muslim, you are, because Allah will know. And if you're not any of these people, then you're in a, a real bad situation. So obviously, if I've been practicing Islam twice as long as you guys, or I've been memorizing twice, as, or, I've, or I've learned, then I'm going to be held more accountable than you lot, right? And uh, every Muslim must not be looking at others and feeling comfortable. And the great thing about the presence of the scholars is that they remind you of this principle, right? You always look to people that remind you of Allah. And that by definition means they make you think higher, they make you think harder, they make you think bigger, they make you think about the really important things. Um, and as a continuation from that, uh, you will see people notice different things as well. SubhanAllah, Sheikh said to me, um, he said to me, obviously our discussions are different. You know, it's very difficult. You know, SubhanAllah, I saw so many things I recognized in what happens with myself even when I travel. When you're, having, when you're forced to sit with people and just entertain their mediocrity. I felt the pain for him, okay? And when he's sitting with Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar, for example, he's genuinely relaxed. And I would hope, I'd, I'd hope, I'd hope to feel that he feels the same when we're sitting together. Meaning relaxed that he can do, do what he wants to do. And I'll give you an example. Yeah, and in the second that he sat, that, sat down, we sat down in the front of him. He's been staying with me for the last uh, four days. The second we sat down in the front room, okay, normal thing is you ask for a pillow or water, he said, yalla recite, start. And uh, everybody's like, what, what? And his son was the only one who went straight, bam, within I think half a second, just started reciting. He's expecting everybody to then do the, uh, 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 partake in his regular wird, which is the, the regular habit of, uh, uh, recite a verse, the next one, next verse, recite the next verse, recite the next verse, recite the next verse, either from a memory or either from Mus'haf, he's not so fussed about that. 
um, which is another thing I'm going to share with you later as well. In fact, I'll share it with you now, which is that a lot of us, um, rightly so, because we're focusing on our youth, uh, we focus on muraja. The word muraja means uh, to revise, and revising normally you repeat something a number of times, yeah. And um, uh, especially when you're a child and you're memorizing something for the first time, the idea is 20 times, 30 times, 40 times, 50 times, you know, one verse, two verses, you keep going, bam, 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 until it enters into long-term memory. And that's the, that's the basis for memorization across the board, right? Uh, especially when you're younger. But one of the things that gets sacrificed, okay, which is something we need to revive, and this is why I want to mention it, is that instead of revising and memorizing, there is just recitation, i.e. it's the same principle that if you read a book 10 times, you can remember whole passages from it verbatim, right? And you can probably, if you memorize a page 10, 20 times from that same book, any book, you can probably also remember that page verbatim as well. We know that already. We shouldn't discount the other one where you're reciting the book the majority of the time. What's more natural, folks? What is, what, are more people, what, what is more likely to happen? What's more likely to, 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 to achieve? Working. Yeah, yeah, to work. I'd say the repetition. The repetition, okay. Re reading the book a, a, a number of times. Not yeah, any the, what's most likely, no, no, I don't mean in terms of, to, for, in term, I don't mean in terms of memorization. Mm. I mean in terms of the motivation of a person. The motivation of a person, you know, you know why, is, why doesn't everybody memorize Quran? Because it is the most boring thing on the planet, right? The idea is that you sit in front of a wall or in yani, silence and you recite the same thing again and again and again and again. And if you start to think about other things, then you are forced to actually repeat it more times because it's not actually going in because you're thinking about something else, aren't you? Obviously, you've got to have it completely clear so that it settles. That's an incredibly boring process. And the reason why you always focus on the children is because they don't have it. I mean, those who have done Protect This House, you'll remember that from the things that I mentioned from teaching children uh, the, the Quran or what the scholars mentioned is that don't bring the issues of the dunya into it towards children. Don't let them see, for example, domestic arguments, for example. Don't let them uh, have to think about uh, the issues of the bills and blah, blah, blah. Don't let them get emotionally overwhelmed by things at home because the heart and the mind only has so much space, right? And the reason that we focus on children is because they're open, they're fresh, and you can just yani, ram the data in. But if you've got stuff going on, and likewise, if you're thinking that the only way that I can do this is to, uh, you know, the concept of uh, instant gratification, the idea that if you do this, we'll give you that. The problem is that what you give as the gratification, the reward, what you give, is always going to be more amazing than what they're doing, right? So if you say, for example, that for every page you memorize, I'm going to allow you to uh, watch a film or to have a game or whatever, whatnot, there's like, you know, there's absolutely zero comparison between them, right? I don't want the kids to hate on me, but it would be basically a page for like five pence. It's probably about what it should be. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not getting the whole world. It's not distracting you from what's going on. You know, if you start to set a, a standard where you're giving anything more than five or ten pence or equivalents to a page, what are you going to, you know, if you start giving things, what do you do when you give a, a juz? or a, a hizb, or a surah, or the whole Qur'an, they're going to be broken by the end of the year, right? So uh, what I mean is, that especially when it's so full of fantasy, action, films, whatever, the mind then becomes so focused on the reward and the dunya that it's not then able to focus on what it needs to be. My point is that it's only 
uh, easy to do the repetition model of an ayah 20 times, 30 times, this boring way of memorization, which is a must. All of us got to do it. All of us have to do it. Okay. And the more, of course, that you try to understand the verse, you know, can you imagine not understanding the verse? Then it's a purely boring exercise, isn't it? Yeah. If, yeah well, yeah, which is the majority at the end of the day, right? They don't know what's going on, which is why you've got to reward kids. For adults, there's no reward. They've just got to try and motivate themselves. And the best way you can motivate them is to say that this verse means this. So when you're memorizing it, when you're repeating it, just keep thinking about the meaning. And that's very difficult as well. All right. And the reason I mention all this is not to try and push you away from that because it's got, got to happen. But I want to promote the alternative as well, which is the actual sunnah of the Prophet and the companions, which is to constantly be reciting the Quran. So the more that you become used to the Quran, okay, because you've done it, you've finished it every 10 days. And you know the Shaykh said here that uh, yesterday, I believe it was, uh, when you divide the people into three groups, those that have memorized it, those that are trying to or, or working with it, and those that don't have a good relationship with it, regardless of where you are, certainly the first two categories, they must be finishing the Quran every 10 days. Every 10 days, folks. All right? Think about that. He said, uh, actually said a week, then to 10 days. Now, uh, I, I, I did an interview uh, of the Sheikh, a detailed one. You'll enjoy that. And some of you obviously know about that because you put the questions forward. Uh, the person who put the question forward, yeah, if he was a superhero, which one would he be? Yeah, he answered that as well. It's a sick interview, by the way. Okay. It's funny as well. Uh, and uh, we'll put that out yani, in a couple of weeks' time. Shazad, when, when Shazad yani, pulls his finger up, yeah? So uh, I just want to say that Shazad smashed it last four days, by the way. That guy slept like three hours, mashallah, tabarakallah. It's been a tough time in terms of sleep. I also want to say this. I, have, I can't remember a more intense period of time in the last 10, 20 years uh, being with a scholar. And I sit with a lot of scholars and whatever. I can't remember. Very, very, very tough. But I can tell you, I was telling the kids, that if uh, I only slept maybe nine, ten hours across these three, four days, I can tell you that the Sheikh slept half of that. That's a fact. Because I only slept that much because I was with him. Then I'd go straight to sleep and I know that he didn't. Because I know. Because I know what was going on, what he had to do, what he didn't have to do, whatever. So he's got some next level batteries, subhanAllah. I don't know what's happening there, right? Okay. But... Um, he said, what was the point I was making? Recitation of the Quran. Yeah, and he, 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 I, I said to him, I said to him, Sheikh, yani, you know, it's, it's easy for you to say that you can recite yani, three juzah in a day. He goes, I don't do three juzah in a day. He goes, I do ten juzah in a day. I'm not telling you, what you, what you that you should be doing what I'm doing. I'm telling you what you need to do. What you need to do, not me, he goes. He goes on a good day. The, the, to be honest, I don't think we'll waste this lesson if I just tell you some of the lessons that I learned this week. Genuinely. I don't want to stop. because I will, I, The reason why I don't want to stop is because I know I'll forget. So I am going to actually take a liberty, okay? And tell you a few things. Alright? And to be honest, because this is not what you use in normal lecture material, this is important for students of knowledge to understand. Ulul Himma. Ulul Himma means that you, um, you raise your... Zakallah khair. MashaAllah. Because I'm very generous, I'm going to share these sweets with you, okay? You can go to as much as you want, okay? You can have these. Oh no, you know what? This is watermelon flavor. You know what? You can have this. <laughs> you know what? When you get watermelon, that's always a buzz. Anyway, stop distracting me. Right. 
you know how this all started, by the way? What do you think? And he got me started in that direction. I didn't, I, I, you know, someone came to me, said, I think it was one of, someone here in the Musalla yesterday said, this week's dars is going to be all about this week, isn't it? I said, shut up, man. What a hater that person is. Anyway, I wasn't going to do it. I've got all my notes ready to start. But you know why I went this way? Did anyone see what happened when I said, that reminds me? It's this box. And not the contents, but that I did this. You know, I said, that's really nice, yeah? As soon as I did this, the sheikh came to my, to, to my mind. Because I noticed how, I noticed how a person operates on two hours a day. It's a person who looks after the little things or gets the little things looked after. I have not seen a person. So I said to you, the first thing that he said is let's get started recitation. Yeah. So you're thinking that's a religion on a whole different level. Yeah. You're thinking taqwa on a whole different level. Within two or three minutes, he made indications to the people to make sure that he has something for his left foot, something for his right foot, and he asked for two cushions, and literally he's sitting like on a throne. Normal seat, but he's turned it into a throne. He asked for two uh, cushions, and I noticed that the point of the cushion was that in no, in no, it wasn't like this. Right? I don't know if you can see that, the difference of just what happened. I just turned the box on the thingy. He asked for a different one, and he put it up like that, and that, there's a massive difference. There's a massive difference. Now, it's about comfort. But the difference is, when you use comfort, what is it that you use it for? And when he uses comfort, what does he use it for? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right? And that's the lesson that you, we want to take. I noticed, you know, we did the interview in my front room. No exaggeration. And it, obviously, very stressful for all of us. Shout out to him. Shout out to Yahya. For the whole, yeah, very stressful. That five, six lights and ten cameras and recording machines, and we set up all the background. Oh, it was a nightmare. Sheikh comes and sits down. He goes, I don't like this position. <laughs> now, here's the thing: you are either there first time, second time, and you're saying, "What the hell is this flipping diva behavior?" Yep. Or you're like me, and without hesitation, I said, "Lads, quickly up everything, and let's change the whole room round." Yeah, and luckily we're moving. Okay? For the next half an hour, 20 minutes, we moved the whole flipping room. Right? And the cameras, and the setup, and the everything. You know why? Because I knew 100% that the result is going to uh, uh, benefit. The consequence is going to be excellent. And you know why? Because, purely because of the angle of his neck and the position of his knee. So, because in an interview, you've got to be facing one another. Right? And in a normal studio, you might be on an armchair and an armchair. I don't have two separate armchairs. I have a sofa situation. Yeah? So it's a big, wide, flat sofa. Zakumullah had Cam. Cam is one who hooked it up. Yeah? So, and it's a, a big, flat kind of situation. So if you're in a three-man sofa, the way to do it is that you turn to, your, you turn to the other person. Now, if you are sitting on a sofa, you know how you're sitting on a sofa, and your feet are going to be down. If you're now going to turn that way, what are you going to have to do with your legs? The left one stays down, yeah? And then you'd fold the other one, your knee, and you'd turn, right? 90 degrees. So you'd turn, so I'd be like that. This would be the dangling leg, and your knee's underneath you. Uncomfortable, like cross leg, and he would do the same. Two things. He did that when he sat down. He turned, he sat his leg, he goes, that's not going to work. Then he goes, also... Uh, I have to look at you like this. He goes, that my neck can't handle that. 
straight out. And the truth is, is that you'd never ever ex accept that from anyone other than a scholar, right? Because this is a person who spends day and night reading, day and night. Yani he, of course, he's a master of hibs, but he's always reading. You know, the little things matter. You know, I mean, we talk about it in sport, the little 1%, they matter. You know, the man cities of this world, the conditioning coaches of this world, the diet coaches of this world, they change tiny things and they get an extra 1% performance. That 1% performance is championship winning performance, right? These things are so important for us to understand that when it comes to the quality of glasses, the investment into the quality of a screen, the ability of to be able to find the right angle, I saw so much. I've been observing this Sheikh. I'm honestly every single movement. And I've met Sheikh many times, but not been able to have this kind of length of time with him, like 24 hours minus one or two in a day. And all of his movements and everything geared towards maximizing the output. Maximizing the output either for an audience or for himself. Whether lifting a chair, reducing a chair, this, that. And the reason I want to keep focusing on this is that we would do that for comfort for a dunyai reason. Whereas he does it so that he can increase his ibadah, his uh, efficiency, his whatever. And I noticed when we moved everything around, he was so comfortable in the, in the, in the, in the, in the thingy. He was so, you know what time we started this, uh, this uh, interview? 11.35 at night time. You know what time he'd been awake since? At uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. And, and I'm not saying that he's dosing all the way. That 17 hours that he's been awake was all reciting and talking and giving lecture and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And he starts at half past 11 in the evening. He is tired. I can see he's tired. I go, this is not going to look good on the, on the camera. And uh, the sheikh goes, how long is it going to be? I said, well, sheikh, maybe an hour. He goes, an hour? An hour? And uh, he go, I said to him, sheikh, uh, depending, I go, I think that you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you yourself will want it to continue. I won't be the one who will stop it. Okay? You be the one who wants to stop it, okay? And it turned out exactly the same. It went on, and then an indication was made that, you know, an hour's reached. He goes, no, carry on. He was enjoying it. He was relaxed, okay? I could see that the angle that he had taken, and uh, I don't know, maybe the camera will pick it up. He's got this one thingy here. He's got the other one there. He's not put his uh, knee under, and he is now able to do what he wants to do. Now, my point in, in, in this is that that's like a... A cheap example. If I said to you, if I said to you that the same, like I said, you might look at that and that's a diva behavior. If I said to you the same person uh, was given an invitation to go to New Zealand recently, because we were talking about immigration and all the issues that we, we, you know, we commonly share, and you get on a flight, 17-hour flight from Doha, okay, to New Zealand, and you get there and they refuse your entry, and they put you on the flight back. Yep. He says, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. He goes that the, the great thing is, is that uh, 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 I can add to, normally I always try to do a khatam in the air. I did one entire khatam in the air. I did nine on the, nine just on the way here to New Zealand. And I did the remaining 21 on the way back. He was, yani, you know, I'm Dakli, we'll get those dogs, yani, we'll just them, yani, I'll deal with them, I don't have no people, I know names, I know people, blah, blah, blah. Sheikh said, Alhamdulillah, I got one done in the air, yani, you know, come, I found it very relaxing and enjoyable, this, that, etc., etc. Um, uh, the Sheikh was uh, hoping to get an upgrade today, and he wanted to go early, 
and I was so, so upset, very angry in actual fact, arguments uh, broke out between some of the people who were trying to, you know, get involved, and I wanted him to make sure that because the, the Qatar, uh, Manchester to Doha uh, route is a very busy one, and if you don't get it beforehand, then you, there's just not enough available seats. And so we were late for the uh, upgrade. And uh, anyway, I knew someone this, that, whatever, whatnot, alhamdulillah, we got the upgrade, all right? I, I, I cannot imagine ever, and I wish nobody ever allows people like that to travel in anything other than first class and business class and whatever class, private jets, helicopters, bloody everything. These are people who will make the haq of those, yani, th those things. You, you get what I'm trying to say? Now, uh, the truth is, is that we all have to understand these realities and stories and up our game accordingly. Up our game accordingly, because we will be held accountable. And he is not... Uh, at the desk uh, when we were doing the upgrade, uh, they, um, uh, he, he, uh, they asked for his number, for his, uh, for his phone number. Now he's writing it in the form. And it just came to my mind because we did a lot of silly questions yesterday uh, in, the, in the interview, fun questions. And uh, I said to him, Sheikh, listen, uh, are there any numbers in your uh, phone book that you don't know by heart? Yeah. And so, you know, because this guy obviously he's memorized everything. He goes, what? He goes, there's not a single number in this, in this phone book that I know by heart. Not a single one. He goes, what do you think the phone book's for? <laughs> that really made me laugh, you know that. Because that is a person who knows what to use. I, I, there was a question I put to him. Okay? Today, to be honest, you're not considered an all-rounder if you don't know what the other side is saying and thinking and how, what the, the theories are that they're putting forward. So I put to him the question, Sheikh, who is it from the West of non-Muslims that you would consider someone that has impacted upon you, inspired you, or someone that you look up to? He sat there, sat there, sat there. I can't think of a single person, he said. I can't think of a single person. Honestly, that was a straight answer. He sat, you're trying very hard. I said, please, yeah, and he gives us one answer at least to make the interview look like yeah, is something that we can put out, yeah? He goes, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't give you a single name. There's not a single person from the non-Muslims that I care about or has inspired me or someone I'm impressed with or whatever. Now, that's not to say that they're all yeah, donkeys, yeah? But the truth is, is that they really genuinely don't matter to him. They don't benefit him or his time or anything. So I just want to say there's so much. There's so much that we can, you know, uh, uh, talk about, but... It's very, very important uh, for us to up our game, to not remain in. When you come in contact with that, it's not just about, you know, it was a really nice recitation. I enjoyed my salah, right? There is a level of depression in this masjid right now because this masjid has enjoyed the greatest reciter in the world. Yani, just illuminate this masjid morning and evening for the last three days. The recitation that we heard the qira'at that he came with, the surahs that he chose, the reminders that he did. But our deen is not about char uh, characters like that. It's not based upon that. And that's what I want to really kind of uh, emphasize. We're incredibly fortunate. Normal message is going to be left with some paki imam yeah, who can't recite at all. Yeah? At least we got left with Abdul Ghaffar, who's the best of them in my eyes anyway. Right? But imagine that this would happen in another masjid. And you've got Johnny Patel left with you. Right? right? And Qadi Saab Fulan. You're stuck with a guy who can't recite at all khalis, yani, right? You'd be depressed. You'd be bloody depressed. You'd jump out the window. 
right? So at least, yeah, your masjid and other masjid, definitely. Well, at least we've got someone who's a, as a specialist, right? But my point is that, but we've got to assume that he wasn't. Let's imagine that we didn't have a specialist here. We have to create that in ourselves. We have to be the ones that see someone reciting and realize, you know what, I can achieve this as well. We can all achieve it. We can all develop a relationship with the Quran and its religion by actually embracing it in a wholesome, holistic, and focused way, recognizing why we're doing this. If you're finding it difficult to connect spiritually, then that's when you, rem- yeah, that's when you use the kind of the, the darker side, you know, concept of punishment, concept of seriousness, accountability, whatever. You only bring that side in if it's necessary. What if you really enjoy the sound? What if you really enjoy the intellectual challenge? What if you're thinking about it and you find it so, so interesting? So... Uh, yeah. Uh, and corrected him according, uh, accordingly. You know, the Sheikh obviously is recording a lot of different things. And uh, what he was, he was saying is that I listen to it now and I can see mistakes. And he is the world's leading authority. Okay? And he's going, I listened to some of that which I've uh, copied already. And I can see some mistakes. Even here, even here, Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar uh, picked up on a... Not a mistake. It is a mistake. Yeah? If you're reciting in another qira'ah and then you don't come with the imala, for example, in the right place, then according to that qira'ah, that recitation, you, you, you missed it out. Not something which invalidates the prayer, but he missed it. And Shazad, as you just heard, uh, someone corrected him because of how used they've got to listening to that surah recited with that recitation on, a, on, a, on YouTube. On his. On on here, on, from, yeah, on, you know, whilst he did it, okay? So, anyway, there's, there's so much. There's so, so much. I don't know, man. There's so much. There's so much. There's a few uh, things here that came into my mind as well, that uh, even in the text. So, we'll just take a little bit, because I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to extend the lesson. But um, uh, he also reminded me, it wasn't actually him, it was, uh, it was Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar, reminded me of a hadith, which is maybe my top three hadith, all right? My top three favorite hadith. And Abdul Ghaffar reminded me of it because we were talking about something and then we enjoyed that moment and I laughed at it. And then I realized what a crime that I didn't expose you guys to this hadith, actually considering that we are in the only place we would study this hadith. And this is the hadith, because um, we've, I think last week we finished all of the variations of what dua you can use, yeah? And we're about to now say, then he turns to his right and says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So before that, I want to remind you of this hadith, which is just the best. The Prophet, a man was there, clearly a Bedouin, clearly some basic guy, right? And the Prophet went up to him in the masjid and he goes, What do you say in your prayer? What do you say in your prayer? So the man said, At-tashahud, thumma as'alallaha al-jannah wa'a'udhu bihi min al-nar. I do the tashahud, at-tahiyatu lillah, Allahumma sallam Muhammad, okay? And then I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for al-jannah and I seek refuge with him from the fire, okay? Amma wallahi ma, ma uhsin dandanatak. 
یعنی ولا دندنت معاذ as for all this yani, that you, you do and what Ma'az does I ain't about that behavior, I can't do that can you imagine? can you imagine? can you imagine someone saying that to the Prophet they're making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and someone says that you do dandana I can't do dun 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 dun. That's what dandana comes from, by the way. It's you know there are certain words in the Arabic language which are actually reflecting the non-meaning of the actual word. You know, like ah ah. You know, in the hadith, this is actually a word ah ah or ha ha or dandana. Yeah, it's mumbling. I can't work out what you guys are making it so long and so difficult because you know Muaz, he has that reputation, unfortunately, that you know he goes hard. So he would pray with the Prophet and then he would go back to his people. And to me, Allah knows best. This is from my own pocket. From what I understand from this hadith is that this is from Mu'az's people in his area. And I get from this hadith that the Prophet is doing a little visit. And he's gone to the Bedouin kind of outskirts. And he's come to their village to the really simple people, to the really basic new folks. Don't forget, of course, that the Prophet sent Mu'az to Yemen. He is the one who sends him to go and teach new kind of folks. So he's going to be used to all this kind of, you know, uh, basic questions. So he's obviously sent into a masjid, a masjid in which when Mu'adh went and led the prayer and it became a bit long, the people literally said enough of this behavior and they walked off. Yeah, they said this is too much, Yani. Okay, to the extent that one of them went and said to the Prophet ﷺ, do you realize, Yani, what your guy is doing with us? We come, knackered this, that, whatever, and you know, basically like, like what Abu Dhar yani, complains about every night, yeah? <laughs> Your Imam is making the salah so long, this, that, whatever. He comes like he's been half dead like that. So, yani, and, and you know, so the Prophet obviously, as you know, he became angry. And he got Mu'ad and he said to him, Afatan anta ya Mu'ad? Yani, you're putting the people to trial? Yani, this is a fitna that you're causing. You're going to push them away from the deen. Okay? And he said, He goes, This is the problem. You see, these Pakis, they love this hadith. This is their favorite hadith, this one. Recite with them. Keep it short, half a page. What's all this? I love the Quran and this, that, whatever. You know, and you. So, the, the point, the point to, to, the, uh, from this is that. These people, they want a very simple, basic form of the religion, right? So give them a very basic form of the religion. Those people who are not on that basic level have to be treated very, very differently. So when he now comes to a guy and says that, what is it that you say, yani in the prayer, and he goes, well, yani, this, is, this is all I say. I ask Allah for Jannah, and I, I seek perfection from the fire. As for the rest of the... Don't give me that. You know what the Prophet said? He goes, yeah, you know, that, that kind of mumbling, yeah, something like that, that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. That mumbling kind of stuff, that's the kind of dandana that we do. You're all right, you're fine. He actually literally gave this guy the green light. He goes, you just carry on, you're fine like that. He didn't say, yani, what? Dandana? Making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in salah. He didn't yani, say, it's just actually blah, blah. That's the definition of dandana in the modern world. I don't like to... Insist that I don't like to say that in public because that's a big word. But blah blah is what he said, the, 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 the thingy. So, anyway, this hadith 
Why is it important that we need to say it right now? It's because it is the dua before taslim. Right? And as I said to you uh, before, people asked, yani, what is the absolute obligation? Now, uh, as a learning point to close the chapter, we need to know that uh, we say At-Tahiyyatu Lillah, we've covered that in detail. We say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad Rood Sharif Salat Ibrahimiyah, we've covered that in detail. And then you should make a dua, but what if you don't? Is the prayer still correct? And the scholars, yani, as I said, they differed over that because the Prophet so then let him then let him seek refuge and let him is a phrase that indicates obligation and that's what you should build upon as a minimum okay however if a person doesn't know that then any dua and if a person doesn't know that then even no dua that is that prayer is valid according to the majority of scholars according to the majority of scholars. But you should come with something. Even if that something is, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-jannah wa a'udhu bika minan-nar. At least memorize that. Oh Allah, I seek from you jannah and I seek refuge from, with you from the fire. Then that will be sufficient. But if you come with the Rabbana atina fi dunya, great. If you come with the Rabbi ja'ani, that's great. You come with the best, Allahumma inni zulamtu nafsi zulman kathira, the hadith that he learned, Abu Bakr, best. And if you come with Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min adhab al-qabri wa min adhab jahannam the four best Sahih Muslim. Yeah? So that's yani, your, your basic principle to build upon. Okay, folks? Allahumma hasibni hisaban yasira. I don't think we mentioned that last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is one of the dua. Uh, also, one other thing that, uh, 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 another dua that I, I mentioned, the Prophet Sallallahu said that, the Prophet Sallallahu said that he, uh, sorry, the companion said that the Prophet ﷺ heard a man saying in his, in his tashahud, we did mention this, Allahumma inni, Allahumma inni as'aluka ya Allah, al-ahd as-samad, alladhi lam yalid wa lam yulad, wa lam yakun lahu kufwan ahad, anta ghfir li dhunubi innaka anta lagafoorur rahim. Very simple phrase, very very simple, half of it, half of it is, قُلْ هُلَوْ أَحَدْ The rest of it is, Allah forgive me. The Prophet ﷺ said, قَدْ غَفْرَ اللَّهُ لَهُ قَدْ غَفْرَ اللَّهُ لَهُ I can't believe I didn't mention this hadith yesterday. What a beautiful hadith. This hadith is narrated by Imam Abu Dawud wa Nasa'i and it is authentic. The person who said that, uh, a translation, Oh Allah, I, I ask you, Ya Allah, you are the one, the unique, the self-sufficient, the one who is not begotten, the one who does not beget, the one who has no yani, uh, equal, that you forgive me my sins because indeed you are the one who forgives. The most merciful, the Prophet ﷺ said, I swear he has been forgiven. I swear he has been forgiven. And ajeeb statement, subhanAllah. Small words, huge impact. We've got to, you know, if you are a Rabbana Atina Fudinia person, we already said last week, yani, you're on a good place. You know, your parents taught you well. If, if there was going to be one dua, at least yani, it covered all of the issues. But you can't just stop there. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be every week, every month, you want to be adding an extra one, changing the game, keeping it fresh. Either come in with five, six of them, or if you're in a rush, then use only one. But instead of using Rabbana, use Allahumma hasibni hisaban yasira. Allah, give me an easy accounting. Yani, be easy upon me. And yani, you know, you want to connect with these dua. We've got to use them for our own, uh, you know, to our own advantage. Right, okay. So we now reached in the text. ثُمَّ يُسَلِّمُ عَنْ يَمِينِهِ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وعن يسارِهِ كذلك Then he... 
gives taslim or salam to his right hand side and he says assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah then he sends salam to his right assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah may the peace and mercy of allah be upon you and then to his left as well you know i think i made a, i don't think that's right uh, the translation if i say and then to his left as well what do you understand from that the same who doesn't understand the same i'll be i don't i don't understand the same from that if I read that, yeah, who's that? No, is that Hiba, the little fish? I thought it was an adult, put their hands up. Right? Thank you, Hiba. Right. At, least, at least there's loyalty there. And then to his left as well. So, so read that, yeah? Assalamu alaikum So then he sends salam to his right, Assalamu alaikum rahmatullah, and then to his left as well. Does that say to you the same thing? Are you sure? So I don't need to edit it. Because in the Arabic, وَعَنْ يَسَارِهِ كَذَلِكْ I really should have added, well, yeah, but, but, but in Kadalik actually is then, okay, and then to his, what did I write? As well. As well is the same, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't think it's as strong as, this, as the same. And the reason I didn't, I remember why I didn't write same, because he didn't say, وَعَنْ يَسَارِهِ مِثْلَ ذَلِكِ Which is the, the actual Arabic that you should say. There's a reason, by the way, that he said that. Because he wants to leave the situation open for someone who says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Or Assalamu alaikum. He wants to leave it open to show it doesn't have to be exactly the same. However, the Hanbalis themselves, they do believe that, that it's got to be the same left and right. Or they do see that as a minimum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So I just want you to know that they, maybe that translation, just keep that in mind. Yeah? That, and then to his left as well, referring to at least that with the possibility of something else as well. So, put, so what we need to add something? Translation-wise, maybe you're right, but to say send salams to his right, is that's the translation, I guess. Yeah. But you'd want more to it. How do I send salams to my right? But that's obviously in the, in the sharh. That's never going to be in the matan, that, that level of detail. That's, of course, what we're going to talk about uh, here. So um, let's go through this. This is pretty straightforward and, uh, and easy. So the sheikh, now we're on 208, okay? On 208, um, so he turns to his right, turns to his left, and this is a statement which normally uh, breaks the prayer, but it's part of the prayer. It's part of the prayer, and said here, it ends the prayer. Said at any other problem, at any other time, it becomes a problem. That's why the scholar said, someone who says, in the, in, while standing in a prayer, has actually exited the prayer without even, well, realizing, I guess. I mean, it depends on his intention, but he's exited. So, he goes, there are a number of issues that we need to discuss. The first one, who is he giving salam upon? Alaman yusallim. The answer is, if there, is a pe if there are people with him, if he's praying in a congregation, or she's praying in a congregation, then the salam is upon them. If he's praying alone, then the salam is upon the malaika. The malaika that are upon the right-hand side and upon the left-hand side, Okay. Uh, that's the first point. Second point, um, or connected to that. Um, if that's the case, and they're praying, uh, if he's praying alone, the malaika can't return the salam. They're not required to return the salam. You're not going to hear the salam anyway, so it doesn't matter. But what about if you're in a jama'ah? If you're in a congregation, do you need to return the salam? If someone gives salam upon you, we know that it's obligatory to return the salam. Agreed? Yes? That's a, a basic principle. To give salam is a sunnah, 
You don't have to give salam to people, but to respond to it is an obligation. Cool? Now, this person, he said it in a jama'ah. We already said that when he turns to his right, he's doing it to the, the people. They've got to give the salam back, yes or no? Come on quickly. Yes? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, the answer is yes. The Prophet Sallallahu in the hadith narrated by Imam Abu Dawood, أَمَرَهُمْ أَنْ يَرُدُّوا عَلَى الْإِمَامِ وَيُسَلِّمْ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ That he ordered them, hadith narrated by Imam Abu Dawood 1001, hadith sahih, he ordered them to give salam to one another. To give salam to one another. And when he did that, when he told them that, okay, uh, What did they do? Anyone know what they, what they did? Anyone know this hadith? Or know what happened as a result? They started going, Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. They started lifting their hands. The Prophet Sallallahu then said, يعني علام, uh, يعني what, Why are you guys indicating to one another like the, the, the tails of wild horses. You know, like, you know, a wild horse, you know, it lifts its tail, you know, like that kind of shape, yep. Uh, or flicks it kind of thing, it flicks it. So, you know, why is everybody kind of going like that? And you're, you're still in salah. Your statements to one another is the repeating of, is the responding. So when you are in a jama'ah and you say it to, when you say as the second one is the response. If that makes sense. So your statement itself when you turn to the left is the response. There is So the answer to your question is that you do respond to one another, but the process of giving the two teslims is the response. So there doesn't need to be an extra uh, addition. Okay? Uh, that's the next one. That's an, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the response to that point. He says, uh, uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Is it acceptable to say, it without the definite clause. So, assalamu alaikum, which means, you know, uh, when we say assalam, it's the peace. Yeah? And by that we mean every type of peace, the perfect peace. Is it okay to say assalamu alaikum? You know, like we say salams. You know, like we write emails, yeah? You say assalamu alaikum. But people don't write that, they write salams, yeah? Salams is just like peace, very simple form. It's like a minor form of the full one. Is it acceptable to say that in salah? What do you think? The Sheikh said that it's acceptable. It's okay to say salamun alaikum, just like actually it's allowed to give greetings to that person. Salamun alaikum. Yep. Or salamun alaik. So peace be upon you. But the sunnah is to say assalamu alaikum. So you stick to the sunnah. However, if you did the, 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 the minor one, then that's something which is acceptable. Another uh, issue. Is it acceptable? Assalamu alaika wa rahmatullah. Is that acceptable or not? The Sheikh says this is not acceptable because here you've done a material change. In his opinion, Assalamu and Salamun is not a material difference. But when you go from Assalamu Alaikum to the congregation to Assalamu Alaikum to the individual or Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah, for example, when you go to an individual uh, uh, direct, uh, uh, what do they call that? First person thing, what? What's it called? Pronoun, first person pronoun? What's, what's the grammar thing if I speak to you separately? If I say, Assalamu alaikum, what's the difference between Assalamu alaikum and Assalamu alaikum? 
Second person what? Active. Active voice. As opposed to Assalamu Alaikum, which is what? Passive. I didn't say Assalamu Alaikum or Assalamu Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum. Who does that grammar stuff, man? Assalamu Alaikum. What? Mukhatab. What's the difference when you say Assalamu Alaikum? That's also Mukhatab. You're speaking to. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you call that in grammar? How do you define? How? What's the what's the grammar grammatical term to differentiate? Second person plural. Second person singular. 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 Okay. Singular. Yeah. Singular. Yeah. But second person singular. Yeah. Anyway, this is something which is not acceptable in the prayer. Sheikh Uthameen says, not acceptable in the prayer. Okay? Because, because he said, the Prophet ﷺ said, Man The only very general answer, whoever does an action which is not from ours, then it is rejected. As I said, this amal, according to uh, Sheikh Uthameen, is a material difference, an intentional change from even the objective. I have to say, I find this strange. <coughs> If you're going to let the first one go, then why would you not let this one go? Anyone want to give an explanation? Because the first one's still talking to multiple people, no? No. As-salam and salam. No, so you still, as-salam, alaykum, isn't it? Yeah. And they're both alaykum, no? No, so the, 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 now the question is, is it acceptable to say as-salamu alayka instead of as-salamu alaykum? That's now the, the current thing what we're that, talking about. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. That's the difference. That, that, yeah, to a whole lot of people. And to one person. Okay. According to Sheikh Uthameen, this is, there's a difference between, I, I'm going to quote exactly what he said. Which is the, an obvious statement. The, the, he's saying there's a difference between singular and plural. So we could say, Sheikh, the difference between salam and as-salam is al-farq bayn al-iflam, the definite article and the indefinite article. His point is, is that that is not a difference in the meaning though. It's still peace, full peace, whereas there's a number difference. So it's a more kind of stark difference. A more tangible difference, would you agree that? That there's a difference, the difference between salam and as-salam is second person singular male or female. Good, there we go, that's the one. That's what I wanted to know. So anyway, the shaykh according to him, he doesn't like yani as-salamu alayka in the, in the salah. Okay, now I want you to... Uh, 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 the next few points are going to lead me to the next point about Sheikh uh, uh, Abdul Rashid as well. He then says, so he's now said that second version is not acceptable. Third, if a person says, Assalamu alaikum only, is this acceptable? Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. He said that there's a difference uh, between the scholars in this, which is covered in detail in Mughni, in the reference section, if you want to look at it more. He goes, some of them said it's not acceptable and that's the position of the Hanbali Madhab. So as a bare minimum in the Hanbali school, you have to say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Yet we know, of course, that there are hadith which are authentically narrated where the Prophet said, Assalamu alaikum, by itself. A once or maybe twice, but a very bare minimum. Okay? We know that. And that's why he says, and from the scholars are those that said that it is sufficient. And that, it, that is also one of the opinions narrated from Imam Ahmed himself 
And because this is, has been narrated in a hadith narrated by Jabir ibn Samura radiallahu an, who said that I prayed with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَكُنَّا إِذَا سَلَّمْنَا قُلْنَا بِعِيدِينَ أَسْلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ أَسْلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ That's because of the hadith that we just covered, the hadith of Jabir ibn Samura, uh, not Jabir ibn Abdullah, Jabir ibn Samura. And by the way, that's important. Yeah, what I just did there. You can't say the hadith of Jabir. Because Jabir, when you use singular name, is always Jabir ibn Abdullah. Right? So when you have a different Jabir, then you need to bring a second name. If I say the hadith of Abdullah, then I can't be saying that about Ibn Umar. It's, when you say Abdullah, the hadith of Abdullah is always Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Yeah? So it's important to, to add that point. Remember when you're narrating hadith. So the hadith of Jabir ibn Samura is the hadith where he said that we used to say Assalamu alaikum, Assalamu alaikum with our hands. So what does Sheikh Uthameen say here? He, which is nice actually if you think about it. He goes, that's an evidence that it was sufficient to say Assalamu alaikum. Because the Prophet didn't change the Assalamu alaikum, he told them to stop waving their hands. Otherwise, he would have said, stop waving your hands and change. So that's their evidence. Okay? All right. Uh, and that indicates that it's a sunnah to say wa rahmatullah, but not wajib. And that's the Sheikh's opinion, by the way. That's what he personally believes. Just keep that in the bank. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, that, you know, the reason that Sheikh Uthameen made that statement is according to his own opinion. There's not a single hadith. I've been searching for this for a long time. Like I'm talking 20 years. There's no clear cut Quran, Sunnah evidence exactly who you're giving the salam to. And in actual fact, this also will lead to the issue of how far do you turn, right? Because there are people, for example, that if they believe that it's been given to the congregation, then they want to try and cover the congregation. Yep. So they go further. And there are hadith which indicate that because they were praying behind the Prophet. So for example, if you say Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullah, salam alaikum wa rahmatullah, minimal movements, all right, you're not getting much of a cheek thing going on. But we have hadith where the Prophet they said that we saw the, the whiteness of the cheek of the Prophet until we saw the whiteness of the cheek. Now, is that because his cheek was white? Well, his color was not white, white, yeah? But it was closer to white than anything else. So he was more white than he was brown, for example. So it maybe just means that you got a full shot of the uh, cheek. Or is it possible, I don't know, when you strain, do you, do you become taut? You know, like when you do that and it goes white? Do you? Yeah, nothing in the face, yeah? Where's the, this is the time she's that's not here. Only, only nothing in the jaw, yeah? Then it must be done just the full face. It must be, in actual fact, what makes more sense is that we're talking about people who are very much behind him, right? And the only way that you're, if you're behind, behind, are going to see the cheek of the Prophet if it really goes for, you know, that way. You know what I mean? So that, all of this is acceptable. Minimal, right? And, but my point is, is that that's all we've got to go with. So if that's all you've got to go with, and not a single hadith that mentions who to, now, if you are of this opinion, then there's no way you're going to be building the case that you're giving salams to everyone if you're doing this. Yeah? That's angels. And if you're going, building your opinion based upon this, right, and that, because of people around you, then it indicates it's the people. But we know that we can't just depend upon that because people pray by themselves. So, that's why it's not possible to say no to you, what you just said. The, 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 I think what Shaykh Uthameen put forward is very reasonable. That the asal is, is that there are people around, then the salam is something which we know needs to be given and responded to. So that makes sense. 
and when you're alone, then uh, 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 to the angels. And of course, if you are giving salam to people, to everybody, then the angels are going to be included. Like, there's no way the angels are excluded. Multiple angels, you mean? Not just one angel, you mean? Or you mean people that are going around or that have nothing to do with the prayer? What do you mean by multiple things? Multiple angels. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm happy with that. That's, a, that's an important point, by the way. Okay, just in case people believe you've only got one angel. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given an indication that we have guardian angels as well. Right? So it's not just yani, the right and the left. And there are obviously, and the places of prayer are where the angels come anyway. So it's good to assume that the, the Asalaamu Alaikum is there for a reason. That even in the absence of a group of people, there are many angels, no doubt. Okay? So that's, uh, that's good. Then the Shaykh says, what about the issue of Asalaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh? And Asalaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. He goes, this is also an area of difference amongst the scholars. Some of them said that it's better to say Asalaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. He goes, what's well known from the madhab of Imam Ahmed, that this is not to be said. It's only Asalaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. So the madhab of Imam Ahmed, it is no wa Barakatuh, not Barakatuh. And then some of the scholars, they said that in the first one, you can say, Asalaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh, Asalaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah. And this has been narrated, okay? This has been narrated, and uh, and that hadith narrated by Imam Abu Dawood, hadith number 997, Imam Ibn Hajar, alayhi rahmatullah, he said it has a authentic chain. Isnaduhu sahih. I remember again, when the muhaddithin specify that a chain is authentic is because they are wanting to stay away from giving a hukam on the hadith and its meaning. You know, sometimes if you're not very يعني, confident or, or don't want to put a, a, you know, Im, impose your opinion upon what the hadith means, then it's a kind of like a get out. You kind of say, the chain of the hadith is authentic. Now do what you want with it. Yep. And when they're very certain, then they kind of say, well, hadith is sahih. The hadith is sahih. The text is sahih. It's obvious what the text means. But if the text is not maybe sometimes very clear, or it could be an interpreted in different ways, then they kind of say, well, the chain is at least authentic, and you can now interpret the hadith as you want. Remember always to focus on that when you hear a, 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 a scholar talk about the, the chain and the hadith, because the hadith, then he means the matan is included. The fifth point, all right, is that if, he, if you say it once, is that okay? Asalaamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Nothing on the right-hand side. Uh, left-hand side. So just one. Okay? Is that acceptable? The Sheikh says, this also, on 211, page 211, he goes, this is also a point of difference. Another 5-10 minutes. Um, this is also a difference of opinion amongst the scholars. And some said that it's acceptable. Why? Because of the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, wa kan salah bit taslim. This hadith is narrated by Imam Muslim. Uh, hadith number 498. Aisha said, the Prophet ﷺ would finish his prayer with the taslim. Bit taslim. Bi al taslim. With the taslim. The scholars that said it's acceptable, they said that this is taslim, which means what one. The scholars that said no, it's not acceptable to only do one. Yeah, you've got to do two. How do they interpret this hadith? Exactly. That bi at taslim is the salam, meaning the salam is a concept. 
the, the salam as a principle. So that in, in, it means both of them. Does that make sense? Yeah? Right? That's the definite article. So again, you can see why they, uh, uh, that's why they uh, differed. Um, and this is the position of the uh, uh, Hanabila. They also gave some other reasons as well. This is very interesting. Okay? The Hanabila insist upon you giving two each time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. With the reasons being, for example, number one, the, uh, uh, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that yani, uh, the same hadith that we just spoke about, the hadith of, of, of Jabir ibn Samura, uh, hadith Sahih, when he said that we used to say Assalamu alaikum, Assalamu alaikum. Yeah? That's two times mentioned there, isn't it? Yeah? Assalamu alaikum, Assalamu alaikum. Also, uh, in another version of that same hadith, when they were doing their hands up and down, Assalamu alaikum, Assalamu alaikum, when they were doing that, yeah, the Prophet Sallallahu said in a, in a version, إِنَّمَا كَانَ يَكْفِي أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَضَعْ يَدَهُ عَلَى فَخِذِهِ وَيُسَلِمْ عَلَى أَخِيهِ مَنْ عَلَى يَمِينِهِ وَمَنْ عَلَى شِمَالِهِ This also uh, gives some specific يعني, focus to what you asked as well. It's enough for you, it's enough, listen, listen to this word, it's enough for you to put, for a man to put his hands on his thighs and give salam to his brother on his right and give salam to his brother on his left. So the Hanabila said, look, you can see that he mentioned right and left. The second point they mentioned is that, look at the wording, yakfi, yani it is sufficient, right? Sufficient, if you go less than sufficient, what does that mean? Insufficient, right? So if he had said it's good, that he gives salam upon his right and then his left, then underneath good is sufficient. Yeah, you could go one less. But if you're already at sufficient, how can you go one down? You only go down to insufficient, right? So if the right and left is sufficiency, then it's not acceptable to say that less than that is going gonna, is gonna to fly with it. And the, second, the third point is that the Prophet ﷺ, we see him giving assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah always. When he was at home, when he was in journey, when he's in battle, when he's traveling, he's, when he's with the nomads, when he's with the, uh, uh, the knowledgeable people, when he's with the ignorant people. And he said, Pray like you see me pray. And so this, this, this therefore indicates that it's definitely something that was done. Is that clear? Sheikh Uthameen says it's also got to be said though, that some of the scholars said that this is sufficient in the Nafal prayer. It's okay to do this in Nafal prayers, but not in the Fard prayers. Because the Prophet ﷺ definitely has done this. Because it has been narrated on the Prophet ﷺ, This hadith is narrated by Imam Tirmidhi. Okay, hadith which is 296. The chapter of what we have concerning the Taslim in the prayer. Narrated by Ibn Majah as well. Hadith number 919, narrated by Ibn Khuzayma as well, who considered this hadith to be authentic, narrated by Imam Hakim as well, who also considered this hadith to be authentic, and, and so on and so forth. So, and Shaykh Al-Bani also considered one of these versions to be authentic. What's the translation? The Prophet ﷺ prayed the Salatul Witr, and he exited from it by giving one single taslima, taslimatun wahida. So, that's now established. The now question is, is that do you keep it to nafal prayers? And of course, this is the position of the majority, as we said before, witr, you know, obviously the, the pacts consider it to be wajib, but it's a nafal prayer. It comes under the sunnah category, right? 
Do we now say that this happened in the Sunnah and is to remain in the Sunnah? Or do we say no, whatever is narrated in the Sunnah, it can then be applied in the Fard? And we already covered that in detail last year. That if there's no evidence to suggest the alternative, then what applies and happens in the Sunnah prayer is to be applied and to be ruled upon in the obligatory prayer, uh, uh, prayer as well. Okay? Um, and some of them said that in the Nafil Qad fihi ma'la fard. Some said that no, 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 no. This is like yani, sitting down in the prayer. It's not allowed to sit down in the obligatory prayer, but the Prophet Sallallahu used to regularly pray his Nafil prayer on a camel. You can sit down. So this is takhfif. This is yani, to make it easier. Is that clear? Yeah? So therefore, uh, you have now the, uh, these opinions. The Sheikh summarizes it by saying the, 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 the following, and this is what I wanted to, to end on. He says, if you look at these three statements, فيه He goes, if you look at these opinions and their interpretations, the safest position and the most encompassing position, the most complete position, is to do two salams. To say, Salaamu Alaikum Rahmatullah, Salaamu Alaikum Rahmatullah. Because if you do that, there's not a single scholar in history that will say that your prayer has become invalid. You've covered yourself from every angle, basically, is what he's saying. Now, and if you do do it once, Salaamu Alaikum Rahmatullah, there are major scholars that have said you have invalidated your prayer. Major scholars, maybe not the ones we follow, maybe the ones we don't agree with, but major scholars that consider your prayer to be invalidated. And the Prophet ﷺ, he commanded people to be cautious when the, the evidence is not clear. And he said, that the halal is clear and the haram is clear, and in between them are umur mushtabihat, yani are some doubtful matters. And whoever stays away from the doubtful matters is He protects his religion and his honor. No one can cuss a person who is you know, practicing religion in, in a black kind of way, bit here, bit there. You come with as much as possible, you cover all the options, then you're going to uh, 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 protect your honor, protect your deen. And whoever sticks to the doubtful matters, so you know, he says, oh, you know, I'm just going to just do one. I know there's some doubt about it. They will end up in the haram. That is what will happen. If you keep going in doubtful matters and you don't practice your religion in a clear way, trying to cover as much as possible. The Prophet ﷺ also said, Leave that which causes you doubt for that which doesn't cause you any doubt. So if there's difference of opinion amongst the scholars in this issue, then just stick to giving taslim. He goes, also don't forget that this is dhikr. It's not like you're saving five minutes. You are increasing your dhikr, you're increasing your ibadah. Every word that you say is getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he then says, So he said, he also said that, uh, I also want to say, having said that, that those people who said that he did it once, some of them claimed that he forgot. They said that in the nafal prayer, regardless, when he did it once, he forgot as an explanation to explain away this hadith. The Shaykh says we don't need to explain this hadith. It's actually far more of a leap of yani, your imagination to say that the Prophet ﷺ forgot. That kind of action, to do it once, is not the forgetful action. It's not like something you forget, right? It's done intentionally. And the asl, and that's the, what Shaykh makes the point, he goes that the asl is that the Prophet ﷺ does things for tashri'ah, not out of forgetfulness. You've got to prove forgetfulness, not that the asl is forgetfulness. And so, what Sheikh is basically saying, in, in conclusion, that it is uh, 
correct to consider that it is sufficient to only give one in the sunnah prayer and obligatory prayer. But we should practice two. It's the position of the vast majority of scholars. We should stick to the position of the majority of scholars and not yani, take risks in our religion. Why do I want to emphasize this? It's just yani, munasib that he has gone hard you know, after a long while. He does this regularly, every yani, you know, so, so often. He went hard today on this. Yeah? And I was with Sheikh earlier on today. Two things that I will mention with respect to this. One is not so related, but the other one is related. Today, when we got to the airport, it was time for salah, and he had wudu, I had wudu, and the other people in our group didn't have wudu. And he's got to check in, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, sorry, he's got to go through security. And uh, we're in the prayer room. By the way, they've completely messed up Terminal 2. I completely missed it, and I went out onto the thingy. I was so embarrassed because someone went out to M56. Sheikh was like, well, you know, like, you know what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Qasam bestie, Qasam full bestie. Yeah, from this side, yeah. Well, from any side. When you're going from this side, I, you don't see the sign for Terminal 2. Or, the, or, the, or Do you have to turn left at the traffic lights? No, but right. Before the traffic lights. Before the traffic lights. Is that what it is? Some that is, man. They're changing it all the time. Wallah, I got lost. I just see Terminal 1, and I should have gone Terminal 1, then I think I could have found Terminal 2. Is that what you can do? Oh, shut up. Oh, yeah, a customer ended up on the way to Wales. Yeah, and I thought, what am I going to do here? <laughs> Chester, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, pull the move, this, that, whatever. Did the old haram stuff and then come back. Anyway, and then have you seen where you got to park in Terminal 2? 40 flipping minutes away. And you got to walk. If it was raining, customer would be dead. No. Huh? And then I see booking at meet and greet or booking in advance. Yeah, I ruined everything. Anyway, so the thing is, is that we're miles away anyway, so we've come in and time's already going on and time for salah. We're in the musalla, the, 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 the room's quite big by the way, I'll tell you that, the, the prayer room in Terminal 2. Downstairs. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a big room, right? So that was good. So we're there, we're there in the, 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 the thing and I know the sheikh's in a rush. So I said to him, okay, uh, khalas, you pray, he's musafir obviously. I said, you pray your dhuhr and we'll join you in asr. By the time those guys come back from wudu, okay, I'll sit down and wait. You pray your two rak'ah of, of dhuhr. Then he's going to pray asr. Your intention is for asr. Our intention will be for dhuhr. The other guys will come back and that will save you time without having to you know, wait around and whatever, whatnot. Okay? Because once we finish our dhuhr and then he's going to have to pray asr and it's going to delay more. Sheikh says, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yani, and he said, kalima which I love. My favorite statement in fiqh Like for the last 15 years This is my life motto So that we escape from the difference of opinion This is a phrase that should be your life motto In practicing your religion Right? We will do this To avoid falling into the doubt of differences of opinion Because there is The Hanafis don't accept this at all And actually if you think about it We covered this in detail If you remember Two years ago or last year that the issue of having differing niyyah is a really, it's, it's, it's not a clear-cut case. I do believe in its validity. After you assess it all, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. But it's not clear-cut. Absolutely not. And it's more than just the Hanafis. Don't think it's just the Hanafis alone. Many of the Salaf did not accept this opinion that a person can have the opinion that I'm, uh, the, the intention, I am praying Dhuhr, behind you praying Asr. Have no doubt about its validity, by the way, if you do end up. But there's a different level of Islam where you don't, where you avoid the difference of opinion. So he sat and he took the, the hit that I'll be late.
but I will rather I'll be safer in the, the position as well. So he waited. We prayed Dhuhr <laughs> together. And then while we carried on, then he prayed Asr. A small uh, example of the application of what Sheikh has just mentioned, the two hadith here. Okay, folks? Anyway, there's so much more I could, but uh, Abu Dhar is literally, I think, is going to faint. Like, literally. You know, subhanAllah, Abu Dhar, he's so expressive when he's gone. He can't even, you know, some people that can blag it. Yeah, like, <coughs> his head wobbles and he, then he goes. You know, person, if you get caught, you open your eyes yeah, and you go, he goes, like as if he's like doing some modeling. Right. Let's uh, do some questions uh, here and then uh, uh, online uh, as well. Right, one second, hold on. Yalla, open this up, bismillah. Okay, let me just make sure I take my, my haq here. Don't look at the other box. Don't be looking, it's not even good. Oh my God. Oh. I'm giving you first choice now, yeah? Okay. Yeah? Ready, yeah? I know. You've got to live up to the pressure. Right. Yeah, those du'a in sajda is allowed. Those du'a that we mentioned before. Whoa. Sarah coming with the moves. First of all, is that our Sarah? Is that Sarah thingy? Is that Sarah thingy? Who's that Sarah? Okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't like first names, ma'am. Let's have full names. I didn't even know what that word, I had to pronounce it, I don't know what it means. Oh, shut up, like you know what that means. Shut up. Drip, drip. Yeah, it is who you think it is. She just said, drip, drip, like as you think we're going to believe it. Drip, drip. By the way, can you do a quick count? Because I need to work out my, my, my calculations. Yeah. I don't know if it's an example of onomatemia, whatever. But anyway, what did the thing he asked for? Wow, Widad came with the next move. Sick one. Widad saying that it's referring to this part. That is the minority position. In between the sideburn and the ear. This whiteness part here. Okay, which would require a greater... Uh, a, a greater uh, turn But this, this was uh, the interpretation of only a minority Only a minority How many people we got? 25. Huh? 25. No, it's not 25 I know your moves man You're going to try and make me give one out to everyone And there's no way No, I want a proper count Huh? No, then you all have to uh, Literally, it's kind of, I'm not even joking I have to do what I said It's not enough There's not enough Who? You guys, what, are, are you guys dieting or something like that? No? You guys don't like chocolate and stuff? Yes? No? No. <laughs> no. All right. What was our principle again? Who do we give it to? The wrong people you gave it to last time. Yeah, that's Suleiman always gets one. Yeah. Oh, that's the problem. Bangladesh right there, bro. <laughs> horrible, horrible attempt at a catch. I don't care. Share it. This is sharing. I don't care, folks. Yeah? All right? Got to be shared. Yalla. Allahu Akbar. Yalla, what are you reading your phone for? There you go, Lala. Oh, oh, not bad. Right. 
Right. Girls, right. We're going to have Amelia. Oh, what a catch. Bangladesh in the house. All right. Para, para. That's a cool, you guys, yani, all yani, the, 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 the fat people's club, yani, you, can, you can share. Take a stick and pass it on to the person next to you. A stick, Ibrahim. Stick. Stick. Jeeva. All right. That's enough. All right, okay. This is not looking good. All right, come on, listen, the, the, the people are here waiting, man. Where's all the kids? The kids, there we go, look, Zakaria, there we go. Oh, sugar, knockout. All right, anybody else? Who's missing out on chocolate? Tough. Hasib. He deserves it. Abdul Basit, you got some there? Did you get some? You cheeky paggy. There you go, Hasib. Go on. Yalla, Zuhayb, go on. You get one. Oh, no, no, Zuhayb, no, no, you don't get one. That's not the only. You probably have a heart attack eating that. There's no kale in that or seaweed. Yeah? Which kids have not got any? Sadhu, look up, please, before it hits the kids. Done? Done? Yes? Fatima, you want some? Yep. There you go. All right. Done. Sorry, 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 sorry. Online, 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 online. Okay. If you're a mistake, you would have to clarify. Yeah, Mesa, but, but you know, Mesa says that how can, you, how can the argument be that he forgot? Oh, you don't want chocolate. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry, Mesa. She's right. We've lost all discipline, you lot, man. Ruin all discipline. Right. I don't know what a mukbang... Muk, muk, what is that? Is that, is that a Bengali word? Mukbang. <laughs> I, I, we apologise, Sumera, okay? Come on, what's mukbang? Is that a serious question or are they taking the mickey? Taking the mick, yeah? Okay, come down then. I don't know what mukbang is. Why is people all trying to give it a big end today? Oh no, but and mukbang. What the fish has happened over the last one week? Um, what were they doing in salah before, which necessitated him to mention it? That's a very, very good question, right? And so all this time they were raising their hands. Yeah, it's a brilliant question. Yeah, when did they start raising hands? You see the question Sumaira came with? What a sick question. She said, if the Prophet ﷺ criticized them for raising their hands, what were they doing before that? The indication would be that that's how they started. So the only indication is, is that that was the, 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 the initiation of the Taslima. That's the only answer. What other answer can you give? Can anyone give an alternative answer? Yani, Sumaira's question, you get what she's saying. Yeah? She's saying that if the Prophet ﷺ is saying, why are you raising your hands? Just say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. That's what the hadith says. Sumer is saying, what was happening before that then? What was happening before they were raising their hands? And I'm saying that the only possible answer is that that was the original um, 
their original understanding of what the Prophet ﷺ said when he said, give salam to one another. It must have been very, very early in the establishment of the prayer. Responding to salam. Yeah. Somebody else's salam. Yep. Yep. So could it not be in response to that? Giving the signal was allowed instead of saying uh, responding to a salam. So you're trying to explain the concept of what they were doing in the first place. It wasn't to do with Taslima uh, uh, at all. It was there indicating the, 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 the salam whilst they're in the prayer. It's possible. That is possible. It doesn't actually affect what we're studying because all the hadith make it clear that you've got to keep your hands on your. Oh, actually, no. Sorry. No, it doesn't because the hadith states clearly. That put your hand on your thigh and turn to your brother to your right and to your left. It's not referring to the guy who comes in. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah? Everybody happy with what I just said? Yeah? Shaykh, do you know uh, you said the safest position is to say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah to the right and left? Yes. Um, why is it different in Janazah Salah? You only say it to one side or you say it to the right? No. The same, the same scholars are of the same opinion. Meaning that. Those that say that there needs to be two, they say there's two. Those that say there's one, they say one is sufficient. So the Hanafis, for example, they, they insist on two. But when I say insist, like none of the scholars, all right, consider it to be from, I don't say none, but the majority do not see it as an absolute obligation for the second because the hadith is there clearly that indicates one was enough. You get what I'm trying to say? Now with the janazah, there seems to be a slight, you know, for ex I just want to make it clear that there are scholars out there that don't even consider the janazah to be a prayer. You see, it's very difficult to make a qiyas, an analogy. You know, there are some scholars that say that when you look at the janazah prayer, you don't apply the rulings of the prayer to it. The sof is not the same, the structure is not the same, the arkan not the same, wajibat not the same, no ruku, no sajda, no, you know what I'm saying? So you can't base the, the uh, that on that. Sorry, yeah, Hamza. It's an evidence for that it's an evidence that two were done as a result or that he wanted to. It's non evidence whether the second is obligatory or not. Yeah? It's an indication it's obligatory. Not a clear proof. Right. Wouldn't you like to know, Mariam? Wouldn't you like to know? Let me tell you, Sumera. Okay? She went there, isn't it? She went there, yeah? I have never seen a scholar eat as much chocolate as Sheikh Abdul Rashid Ali Sufi. Hafizahullah Ta'ala. Yani he blew my mind. I said, Sheikh, I said, I've never met anyone who eats as much chocolate as I do. And we spoke about it in the interview. So, Sumera, you want to just take that and put it in your pocket, bro. And yes, there was chocolates that were thrown yesterday and the day before as well. So, don't be hating on the chocolate. All right? Just sit right down. Yep. You just eat on camera and chill and sick. I like that. What's it called? Makbang. And get paid for it. And get paid for it as well. Allahu Akbar. That's the, that's the job. You sit on the camera. Makbang. Makbang. It's a Bengali. I don't know. It must be a Bengali name. Yeah. Yeah. You just sit on, on, on camera. And it's not Bengali? Are you sure? No, no. It does. 100% sounds Bengali. Of course it does. It is. I'm telling you because like Shazad has no idea about Urdu, you guys don't know about Bengali at all. 100%. It's a, it's a full Bengali word. Listen, the more, see, the most important question we've had today is that one. Is orange 12 that good? No. 
It's not. <laughs> now it's great. You'd, you'd get it, but is it Terry's? No. Nah. Nah. Huh? No, it's not. Cadbury's your pack. Say custom. Say custom. Is that the honest truth? He said that Terry's have got the license to make it. Orange 12. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. If anyone was going to know, it'd be, <laughs> okay. it'd be the sweet shop owner that would know. Okay, yeah. Go on. Who hasn't got a chocolate? Who didn't get a chocolate? Huh? There is a Terry's taste to it, isn't there? When should I get some time? Inshallah, in the next one, two weeks. Huh? Oh, yeah. Subtitles. <laughs> That's what happens, get greedy. Greedy little baggy. Yeah. Sorry, these guys are thingy. Oh, sugar, brownies. We got brownies, folks. Ibrahim, I got a message. Go to the fridge. You gotta go, uh, Islam, go to the fridge. Ibrahim came by. I got a message that they bought the brownies. Subhanallah. The word is Korean, by the way. So, Sumera, I look into that if you remind me. Yes, that's why the. <laughs> look what I mean. He said, Shazad had to leave because he's went to. He's gone to Thingy. He had to leave because he's gone to. Uh, uh, he had to go to work here, yeah? so that's why the class has gone off the rails, correct? Yep, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, he's lecturing tomorrow, isn't it? Mission, Birmingham. Yeah, all right, guys, the fish, get out of here. That's from, from Sierra. Where's Ibrahim? Oh, yeah, Ibrahim, Ibrahim, Allah, Allah. All right, guys, Zakmullah Khair, Subhanakallah, Muhammadika, Shadullah, before anyone goes, where are the brownies? Ibrahim, we are smashing those brownies. Ibrahim, you smashed it. We've got two trays. Yeah, give it to sister, Zara. All right, guys. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yalla, close, close. What a great day.